0: All right, we're going to keep it fucking real here. Yes. I'm going to set the fucking scene. Okay. All right, we're in Albany, New York. We're, we just finished week two of the program. We just finished day one of the New York Fit Expo, the inaugural New York Fit Expo. It's about a half a foot of snow outside. We've been training like beasts, consistently, ruggedly, on our feet all day, slanging that Viche, that rise, that feast, that king, that black hoodie season. We started, we said, you know what? Even though we're shot for the culture, <laughs> we're going to plug in the mics. Yep. It's been too long. Do a cast. We're going to give the people what they need, yep. what, what we need for our souls, and we're going to do a cast. And what happened? I looked over about 36 minutes into recording. We even had a special, spontaneous guest. Which? Hold on. Okay. And I look over and I see the plug Of the microphone that we're recording everything into, kind of hanging out of the wall.
1: Yep. I say, precariously,
0: precariously, like about to fall. Like it all looks like it's out of the wall almost. I say, hey, dirt, plug that in, (sighs) just so this shit doesn't turn off. Yep. And he further plugs it in. It was already plugged in and running. Thing shuts off, and we lose forty minutes of gold of golden (laughs) squadcast. <laughs> During which, Dirt and I each consumed a thousand milligrams of kratom. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ!
2: All right, I'm going to say this. Right? This reminds me of. Uh, let me. I'll, say, I'll tell you this. uh, uh get, oh, yeah, You were yeah, in here yeah. for this, right? right. Dermalone. I'm so bad. No, no. I hear you should be, but it's a it, lesson we learned, here, and that's what, why we're re-recording. Yes. Recording here's right what right I'm going to say, Dermalone, Right. So, uh, back in the day when we were working on our first film project, we had to drive like an hour and a half to the Philly outskirts from Brig to edit. Right? Yeah. And it would be just like these rare occasions, these evenings, right? Like When
0: our editor was like available. Right. It was like a side thing. So it was him. like
2: everything to have these opportunities, right? Everything to have these opportunities. And it would be like we would edit until the wee hours of the night until we were completely fucking shot, right?
0: Working mm-hmm. on this film for like a year and a half to shoot it like with right. a handy camera. Right, like-
2: just on fucking passion and balls, yeah. right? To get this fucking thing done. And we get up there one night and it turns out that just, you know inadvertently whatever on purpose not on purpose accidentally whatever he had deleted like two months of work
0: oh. and not only that he said well the, the the situation was that he was like moving to los angeles like in a couple of days <laughs> and he'll quote work on it when he gets there which would mean never
2: right which means the film doesn't get <laughs> so done we're really. like
0: we have to edit this through the night, right. for the next week, we can't sleep. And in, the the,
2: in that moment, right, you're sitting there and you're like, man, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to not do this anymore. I don't, I don't want to work right, we this anymore we lost all this right. shit. We lost yeah. all this work, like, literally, like, two months of work, right? And, like, two months of work, which is probably divided over, like, say, five six nights of editing right right all going out the window right say 20 some hours of editing gone. scenes that we had right. edited and all right. Shit, right. right right things that we were happy with right and so like in that moment of like oh my god what do you do whatever blah, blah blah i was just like i'm walking over to the fucking computer i sat down and started editing because i'm like we gotta just fucking you either fucking melt right now you melt down right now you quit <laughs> you quit or you just go right back in there and you get the fucking work. And
0: it's something we learned from it, too. It came out better. It's always better yep. the next time, time yeah. you do it. You lose that essay like or that thing at work yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. It's gut-wrenching. It fucking hurts. You're like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. here. I just, yeah. I just spent five minutes going, oh, that hurts, man. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That's all I was saying over the last oh, five man. minutes. And now it's like, all right, fuck it. We're going to do this. So we're going to bring the special guest in in a couple minutes. We're gonna it, it, set the scene.
2: Let me just finish the, yep. th- that thought though. Like it it happens to me so oftentimes like uh like little random stuff like writing an email yeah. or working on something on my phone. Right. Where something inadvertently happens. It was like
0: a whole Instagram post and all that. Yeah. I uh, had hundred people things, tagged. Right?
2: Like Tara Tara will always tell me, like, write it in your notes on your phone yes. as opposed to in the caption or in an email. Smart woman. In yeah. an email, do it in the notes and then yeah. copy and paste it, right? And oftentimes I don't do that for hard, whatever hard headed reason. And, you know, I'll lose something. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. But then what I realize is that I immediately go back in and sort of the muscle memory of having just done that thing prior. I'm, I've am i held on to all the important things. And the second time through, that was almost like a rough draft. And then the second time through, it's smoother and better.
1: It's studying for a test the second day. Right. Yeah. It's
2: just like it, it gets you better in the process. And you make slightly
0: better decisions. You kind of remember the good stuff. And so you it's infuriating the bad.
2: and frustrating and annoying in the process of it all. Right. And Dirt Malone's gonna fucking stuff his face full of aspirin right now to make yep. the pain go away. That's right. Um, away. But you just fucking get over the hump. You get right back in it, right? The the way of the samurai is one of immediacy. Dirt Malone. Mm-hmm. You don't sit there and fiddle around, right? Fucking fiddling with your nuts, oh. right? Fucking tiptoeing between the tulips, right? You just fucking jump right the fuck in there and get back on the
0: horse. Well, hey, That's let me right. set
1: the scene. We're um, we're live. We're in Albany. We're on five eleven. Albany at the Suites. Yes. Um, you know, we're watching two women fight in the UFC.
0: Yeah, a little undercard for the McGregor fight. And, uh,
1: we're shooting a shit.
0: Yeah, where we've been training. It's, It's, like I said, a snowstorm out. So we got this little sealed...
2: Everybody's sore as shit from the program.
0: Yeah, sore as shit.
2: 13 days in. That's right. Mm
0: -hmm. But the good sore, like, you know, after a day of manual labor, and, like, the fence post is in. Of course. And you're like, I did it. Yep, I like the the fence post. Yeah, that's tough, but it's, like, it's good, right? Yeah. So, but what we have here, (laughs) speaking of pain, we were at the Olympia, and some guys come by the booth, and he's like, hey, here you go, man, and hands us his Mike O'Hearn branded Natty Raw Blend 10 capsules of creatine.
2: And my impression of things were that those two brands in my head uh, weren't the type that would be uh, working uh, together, hand in right. hand, right? It seemed to be a disconnect between Michael Hearn's branding, which I saw as sort of like this all-American, like uh, natural lifestyle, incredibly committed, disciplined bodybuilder, powerlifter, and then kratom which my only impression of it was that it was sort of like this gray market opioid related herbal product and right. i didn't exactly know what its specific purpose was right. i kind of thought it ran in a lane yeah. parallel to cbd or something like that right. but i just i never quite got a read on what it was all about so the two things the two things didn't quite go together as i saw them
0: right and uh, you know, we we looked it up in the previous version of this squadcast. <laughs> we looked it up and did a little like Wikipedia, and it's like one of those things where like government bodies say it's bad. It's kind of used to help with opioid with opioid withdrawal, but people could kind of become dependent on it in a way. So it's maybe an addictive thing, but not chemically addictive, but emotionally addictive or something like that. Banned for import? You can't right. import it. It's usually for like a plant-based product from the Thailand region. Some people mix it with caffeine other things to create all kinds of cocktails. Right, right, right. They say maybe it can give you delusions in certain doses. Maybe it does weird things. It simulates like being uh, the effects of alcohol, maybe being sedated, ease of pain. Uh, mellow out a little bit. But so we figured we'd talk to you know, a guy, We it's fair to say, is an expert.
2: Well, yeah. Well, one of the interesting things is that the, the only other time that I had heard of Kratom was last year at the Arnold when our brother, William Petrinchik, Unbroken Rhino. Oh Billy P That's
0: right
2: um, Had uh, mentioned it
0: One of the strongest men in the world Yes,
2: one of the strongest men in the world He had mentioned it um, And uh, he had talked about it With regard to his use In a therapeutic way Right Uh, So um, We thought I looked over at Dermalone, and I saw him on his phone, and I thought to myself, who could he be calling?
1: Well, speak of the devil himself. Speak of the devil, we're just bringing it back. I him. have
2: a certain level of deja vu right now. I feel like I've experienced this already.
1: <laughs>
0: Rhino, Billy. Yo, what's going on? We're happy to introduce you to something that's kind of our forte and a part of the brand, which is technical, technical difficulties. difficulties. <laughs> yes, yes, you know.
2: We are we are known for them. We're We're connoisseurs. Uh, we are purveyors of the technical difficulties what
0: we offer people.
2: Yes, yes, you can yeah, count on those. You can That's count right. on those.
0: well, you you had such amazing insight before, and we are, you know, we're not we're not <laughs> one to quit. So we thought, why don't we have you say it all again? <laughs> sure, no problem. So we're talking about Kratom. We gave our little kind of amateur, you know, secondhand information
2: anecdotal guest, bro anecdotal, science.
0: Yeah, exactly. We want to hear from a guy we consider an expert with first-person experience. What can you tell us about kratom?
3: Uh, kratom is an amazing. It's an amazing herb. It's it's a plant from the coffee family that's been used in South uh, Southeast Asia for hundreds of years at this point. Okay. It works um, similar to an opioid in a way that it's a painkiller. I mean, it's not going to numb you although i'm sure in certain doses if you went over and above anything that you could possibly stomach that you might be able to get close but not really um gotcha. what it does i mean it, there's different strains of it there's a green one there's a red vein there's a mangda which is like the most popular and most common it's um it's been used to help treat uh opioid addiction so like heroin and stuff along those lines, those really nasty stuff because it binds to the same pain receptors in your body.
0: Gotcha. So
3: it doesn't, um, it'll affect it in a way that it does relieve pain, but on the milder sides. You know, I know chronic pain, like I suffer from it from a few other people that I do know that use it. It does work, so it gets you away from prescription opioids. It gets away from uh, over-the-counter anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen and Advil because after a while those things just play havoc on your kidneys and your liver right. just kind of destroy them
2: now you um said that you use uh, kratom as a part of a protocol right so um helping with pain management helping with anxiety and also helping with sleep correct
3: that's right i use it for all of the above and it does to a degree if i do take a uh, the red vein one i do get a, a slight you know focus a little bit more focus and a little bit more energy, but it's nothing noticeable. It's not like uh, it's not like taking vice. You know, right. it's it's a little bit there if you don't have anything else in your system or not even a cup of coffee. But to me, it's negligible.
2: Okay. okay. So I do
3: take it. I take like uh, one to two capsules of uh, Urbanized Organics um, Kratom. I take theirs usually one in the morning and maybe one at night if I really need it. Um, but most of the time I use the one at night to kind of just calm me down, relax me a little bit. And then it does aid in helping to fall asleep by removing any nagging or lingering pain.
2: Now you had talked about other, um, in, in this episode of deja vu, uh, you had (laughs) spoke, you had spoken about, um, other natural, uh, methods you use in terms of, um, Anti-inflammatory sort of uh, alternatives to traditional NSAIDs and um, over-the-counter medicines. What what have you had success with?
3: Um, I've used. I just started using a, a nano melatonin um, from a small company
2: that's uh, sublingual, so you just put it under your tongue. That's for now. No, that's for sleep.
3: That's what I use for sleep.
2: Right. Um, it does. Aid,
3: well, I mean, sleep does help remove an inflammation. Sure. I mean, that, of course. that's just. From all the uh, neurological stuff that I've gone through and some of the stuff that I've studied, I mean, that's kind of what helps heal the nerves the most, the sleep. So that's why I kind of included the melatonin. But um, for anti-inflammatory, I'm a, I am ai do use a lot of turmeric, and I do use uh, – especially for the curcumin. So it's not really the turmeric like the root. It's the curcumin extract that comes from turmeric is the actual anti-inflammatory part. So that's where you have to, that's where it's kind of like you have to fish out a lot of the crap that's out there because you can get ground turmeric root in the the vaping aisle at a supermarket, but it's not going to be high in a human percentage enough to actually work as an anti-inflammatory.
2: Now, you Um, also, um, we talked about, so like, for example, I said that I've had some success, um, you know, using King um the zinc and magnesium really helping in terms of sleep um and then like ingredients like chamomile um some of the you know um the herbs and spices that are like native to like a sleepy time tea those i found to be helpful in terms of like anxiety or um getting better sleep um but you talked about um Kratom also, right, uh, helping as an anti-inflammatory, helping with pain management, helping uh, with sleep. But, like, I've also heard it talked about, like you were saying, with, like, uh, potentially, like, um, being used as, like, uh, in these brews, right, for, like, people who are looking for, like, uh, either to something that's more up energy or, like Sco was saying, as an alternative to alcohol and whatnot. Have you heard of Kratom potentially being abused?
3: people do say that they try to abuse kratom, and I mean I can see where if people are trying to chase the numbness that you know it can possibly cause at high doses the the caveat to that is it will create insane and I mean insane intestinal distress and that's the part that most people don't realize is is that it will destroy like I mean gut wrenching like doubled over pain in your intestines and you'll pretty much be blown out your o-ring for a couple of days
2: that sounds awful
3: <laughs> no that, that's if you're was... taking it into those extreme doses the normal dose like like the one capsule I take or sometimes the two capsules twice a day it does nothing Right. but it's when you try to you know your people are trying to chase you know trace the dragon in a sense you know it, it's you can never catch it, it you know it, and the part of it is People who are on opioids trying to chase that, it, what it does is it blocks the actual opioids from doing
2: anything. Now, what's your take on CBD? Uh, because CBD is like, I, I, you know, whether this is fair or not, I, I often like kind of have grouped Kratom together with CBD or like at least see them running in parallel lanes, if not for actual, uh, their actual functions and use, uh, then just from a perception standpoint and sort of a marketing standpoint.
3: As far as I'm concerned, Kratom works. Kratom has been proven it does its job. Um, the, it does its job so much that it's the FDA and the government have been trying to go after it to ban it because it does work as an opioid or a pain reliever of sorts. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. It's, the government knows that it does work. Right. So they've been, they've been trying to go out and ban it going, oh, it's doing all these horrible things when in reality... The worst thing it can possibly there is no overdoses you can't overdose on it you can't get you know addicted to it right but it does remove anxiety so I no longer have to take Xanax myself because of it I no longer have to take all these over-the-counter meds because it does something naturally and safely so there's very few companies out there that are importing the stuff that are doing it where you don't know what you're getting you know I mentioned um, urbanized organics they're in uh, there's a Netflix documentary Uh, a leaf of faith which is amazing and it covers this stuff in so much detail that it just got me you know got my brain going to look up more information on it and pretty much it covers the bases it's you know it runs in parallel with CBD because CBD itself all right, they tout it as natural and it's coming from you know marijuana without the THC the problem is you don't know how much of a snake oil you're getting
2: because there's so much CBD out there right sure and the kratom is kind of falling under that same banner, except that they know blue kratom does work. Well, you know what's funny that you know um, what that led me to think of earlier, right? Is that like while you know sort of the 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 foundation and the premise upon which our brand is built is that we don't really add any speculative ingredients to any of our products, right? Like everything Correct. everything that we utilize in our products is. Uh, either proven not even just so much based on clinicals, but also based on just anecdotal use and our own personal use and, you know, sort of been proven in the trenches over the years, right? Um, right. But then also, I, I said one of the the, the terrible um, things that's occurred in our industry with sort of overreaction with regard to regulation is that a lot of the initial ingredients that had a ton of um, benefits, um, you know, like ephedrine, like uh, the first generation and even second generation pro hormones, right? When that stuff was banned sort of in a reactionary way, right? Very much. Then yes. it forced like a lot of these uh, pseudoscientists and wild West types. Um, and fast money types to create all of these gray market products where, you know, the amphetamine analog stimulants. Um, like the DMAA e- or right, whatever. And exactly, MAA, right, MAA exactly. Those. SARMs and a lot of these, like, you know, products that are basically just like um, oral steroids but now being, yes. bo- being bottled as pro-hormones. Um, <laughs> it, it put those sort of out in front of people. And it, one of the other things is that a lot of these products are just essentially unregulated Chinese raws being bottled to have this benefit or that benefit as opposed to like um, some of the more established legitimate companies and more established legitimate minds in the industry developing those original products and improving those original products right so one of the things you you worry about is that with products like CBD or kratom that people might find to be specifically beneficial if it's um, never accepted uh, and it just ends up either being banned, or it's uh, just these sort of fly-by-night companies creating these products. People never really know what they're getting. They never really know Cut. what they're taking. And
3: which, and going back to kratom because I have, I'm actually I'm such an advocate for it. There has been legislature that was put out in the government at the highest levels to actually have it classified as the same drugs as cocaine and heroin. Wow. But. The reason that when that got knocked down because of a whole big uproar, you know, I signed the petitions and did my part as much as I could. But part of that stemmed from drug companies, you know, doing their lobbying to try to get this bill through as fast as possible. So people who do benefit from it wouldn't be able to actually stand up for their rights because kratom, and then, of course, the government cut into
0: all their profits of all the other drugs it would replace. Yeah.
3: Right, so what they did was they actually reversed that and ended up giving money to research it further, properly, hmm. not just blanket banning. Much like they did with a lot of the, um, with, the pro- with the pro-hormone with the ban of like, what was it, the late 90s, early 2000s, right. when Ephedra got banned. Right. But now, Ephedra got banned because it worked. Everybody knew of if course, you took an ECA of stack, if you took an ECA stack, you know, whether it was the original hydroxycut, Xenodrin, uh, stacker 2, they all work, but of then course. you have people abusing them to the point of, oh, I'm just going to take this with alcohol so I can, you know, party all night. Well, that's a problem because you're going to have the effects of the alcohol damaging you, not the ephedra. Mm. But the ephedra is going to be the scapegoat because they sure as hell aren't going to ban alcohol. Right. And of the course. same thing is true with this with the kratom. What they're trying to, well, you know, what they're doing now, it's it's eased up a little bit and it's being looked at more seriously and not just. You know, big pharma trying to come in and get it—you know—get it banned and buried. Hmm. So, it's—it's a product that does work, as opposed to CBD, where it's—it could be snake oil, and there could be some huge benefits to it if it's done properly. But that's where that gray area is. And then the um, company—I keep saying them, but it's the only one I use: Urbanist Organics. they're they're, they're at the forefront of making sure that it is regulated properly. They actually went out and started the whole legal movement to make sure that the government goes, yeah, we want to keep Kratom legal, but we want it to be safe. We don't want people taking sawdust and a pinch of Kratom. They don't want to pixie dust it. Right. And like I said on the, the first round of this, <laughs> Drew, Lish, <laughs> Drew Lish, I had given him um, a couple of pills because his back was bothering him at the Arnold last year. And he thought it was the greatest thing in the world so he started using it then fast forward a few months he's in atlantic city and he goes hey dude i walked into a store i saw it is this any good and i told him and even the, the people at the booth were like take one maybe two pills you're good to go and he shows me the a picture at the back of the bottle and it says take eight pills i'm right. like dude no don't what are you doing right sure <laughs> because now you now i know one true pill is worth more than taking eight of a placebo. Of course, because at that point, because at that point, you don't know exactly how much you're getting per pill. You don't know if you're even getting any per pill. Of course, like, well, it's the name of the hour, so that's what we're going to use, and that's
2: what we're going to put on the bottle. Right, wow. which is which is common practice, you know. Yeah, well, common practice in the wild west of of supplements and and. Uh, you know, sort of these unregulated, you know, medicine, you know, uh, ancient medicine-type ingredients that get some buzz, you're never exactly sure what you're getting, right? So it's like it's trying to find that sweet spot between over-regulation and no regulation at all, right?
3: Correct. You know, and not making it something where it's not obtainable by somebody who could benefit from it on a regular basis with a normal amount of money.
0: Of course. Of course. All right, Billy, so we got to... Club. finish this up with the most important question. Top three tag teams in the history of professional wrestling. oof Oh, that's rough. Putting you <laughs> right on the one. spot, baby. No preparation.
2: Yep, no notes. No, no notice. Notes. No preparation. No notes. He just
0: sweeps gonna, in. The first one that jumps at the one of the
3: ones that jumps to the top of my list is uh, Legion of Doom. Okay. Talking awesome. animal. That's okay. an awesome one. I'm gonna have to go with them.
0: Oh, are we going modern? Are we going classic? Whatever. We're we going. Uh, we keep All these time. things open so that you can be full of regret when you rem- remember a different tag team an yep. hour from now. And <laughs> we're talking legit tag teams where they had their own like matching
3: outfit kind of thing.
2: right? Sure, sure. Okay. No, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean like Hogan, I mean, like, Hogan and Macho. Yeah, not you know, yeah, the yeah. madness and the mania. Right, right, right. Not, we can't let that one count.
2: The mega powers. Yeah, the mega
0: powers. Yeah, you can't you can't use the mega powers. I mean, that was like six months up to SummerSlam, and that
3: was it. Uh, honestly, I, one of the one of the ones that I enjoy watching now is the uh, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. On you know on the more modern esque, uh, you know Rikishi's twin sons. They're okay. An amazing tag team. They're part of the.
2: You know the Annoy Dynasty. What, is, so you got, you, what 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 federation is that? That's WWE. Okay they, the the, the for, main WWE. Yeah. They're, okay. Uh,
3: main main roster. Um, they've
2: probably been around for about ten years now, easy.
3: Okay. Oh, awesome. You know, um, the Usos are definitely. I ha- They're just. They're super athletic. They got. They got a style
2: that actually to me fits very much the G Code groove. All right. So, All right.
0: You, we have to the check them out. There. And number
2: three.
3: This is going to be a tough one. I got, yeah,
2: it's all right, honest. don't stress too hard. No, no, it's a, it's a
0: toss-up between the Rockers and the British Bulldogs.
2: All right, those are solid.
0: Those are definitely right, Hall of Fame ones.
2: Those Honestly, are solid. Those two, are, those are two solid teams that led to singles competitors
0: that were great on their own. But, you know, down down in the heyday. Right. Those are solid. Those are those solid. It good picks, man. There's,
1: there's a lot of other ones I i start pulling up. But All you know, right.
0: I know you're going to hit us with different. a text in five minutes. It's like, oh, my God, the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers. <laughs> How did I forget? No, I was actually thinking the
3: uh, Fabulous Freebirds. free uh,
2: Freebirds. No. They're legendary. Nice. Influential. Yeah, yeah
3: there's, there's a lot of them out there. It's
0: kind of hard, especially when you have a good, a good set of guys. Yeah.
2: Well, thanks for the input, brother. Thank you, thanks brother. for your contribution thanks to the cast. Thanks
0: for, uh, for the redux for round two, for our technical difficulties. We appreciate it. If, if there's a round three, just give me a heads up so I can step out. All right, it'll probably be, around midnight, <laughs> probably be around midnight. No worries.
2: All right, brother. Thank All you, right, man. Brother.
0: Thanks, man. All right, guys. I'll With see you peace. soon. And we're going to take a mini break here just so we make sure I got, we have that. Uh, my
2: top three is out. Well, uh, well uh, I don't want to lose uh, the uh, footage uh,
0: after that. We're going to Okay, I'm going to do this in record time. Are you ready, G-Code Nation? What up? This is Scope! It's been a long time. It's 2020. The program 2020 is in full effect, but it's never too late to start the best training program in the world. 28 days of workouts curated for you. Yes, you to get your ass in gear and start 2020 with a bang. Philosophy, music, nutrition, Bonus workouts, all designed to empower you, to help you lose some fat, gain some muscle, gain some knowledge, and get with the program. All available at gcodenutrition.com right now. We've done our part, now it's all up to you. Head to gcodenutrition.com, check out the details, check out the program stack for the entire line of G-Code subs discounted. Everything we do, gotta buy the principle of empowering you as you take flight in 2020. Speaking of taking flight, we will be at the LA Fit Expo on Saturday, January 25th, and Sunday, January 26th, booth number 912, what do we have, new G-Code Fire, insane discounts, goodie bags, and probably the best giveaway in the history of the LA Fit Expo, yeah, I'm gonna say that, that's definitely a fact, come experience the strength of G-Code Nutrition in person. Our brothers, Christian Coronado and IFBB Pro Justin Yurko will be in the building. Should be another incredible show. You know the squad's going to be there. Dirt Malone hijinks taking place. Come chill with G-Code. We'll see you there. And now back to the squad cast. Peace. And we are back for part two of the Roadcast, Kratom cast, program cast. Greg's <clears throat> like, Wait, are we going to do a whole Kratom cast? What about the program? <laughs> well, that's a good point. Maybe we should talk about the program, which is the reason... For the at, season. The reason that we're doubled over in, in painful growth. Day
1: eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: That was a program jingle Today from Burt Malone. Day 13,
0: technically the end of the program week two. Man. The midway point. Yeah, yeah, Once yeah. Once we have a nice... Well, I'll say deserve day of rest tomorrow.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. for Day 14, the day of rest.
0: If you've done the first 13 days and you have no use for tomorrow, A, you've done the first 13 days improperly.
2: B, can I score some of what you're on?
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. We are feeling it, but it's a good thing.
2: No, absolutely.
0: And, uh, well, talk about your first two weeks of the program, G.
2: Man, you know, it's funny because it's uh, – you're adhering to stuff that's written down, a lot of which I wrote myself, um, but you forget about it after you've, you know, laid it down on paper. And, you know, Dirk Malone has crafted these beautiful, uh, like, sort of single-page um, guidebooks uh, one day at a time uh, for the program. And, like, you go back to it and you look at it and you're like, all right, wow, I have to adhere to this, right? And yep. the thought um, behind how they're laid out is the idea that on the program – Uh, with an hour, you're supposed to be able to get in your cardio and your weight training. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, right, in a 168-hour week, the thought of not being able to find one hour per day for all of your training, um, to me, like, the idea being we're going to remove all excuses, and not give you an opportunity to back out of it because we think in a 24-hour day you can find an hour to train. In a 168-hour week, you can find six to seven hours to train if you had to, right? If it's that important to you, right? You'll make time for that, which is important to you. So what we try to do is try to distill it down and then sort of build the entire regimen around the idea that um, with uh, mastery comes efficiency, right? And can we pare it down where it's just sort of a strategy for each workout that is maximizing the efficiency and you're getting the most out of the least, Right. meaning the least amount of time and uh, the fewest amount of sets, right? So it's like, can you absolutely blast and annihilate a body part in 10 sets, 12 sets? You know, right.
1: you know what else helps with it is um, a lot of people, you know, they'll go through the routine, whether they're training, you know, chest, arms, legs, whatever it is. And you kind of lollygag a little bit. What's the next song I'm going to play? Let me text this person. Let me go here. Let me do that. When you have the program in front of you for that day, you see what's written down. And it's like you get excited to do the next exercise. And like, oh, shit, this is a superset. Let me do this and this. Yep. And then you start to get in a rhythm where it's it's almost like a militant thing where you just want to go and go and go. You carve and you through you get a it. great workout. Yeah, and yeah. You carve right through it. Like I, wor- so. I
0: work out twice as fast on the program for yeah. some reason. And it's I don't know what it is. There's definitely supersets, but it's not just that. There's something about getting okay, I got to get to the next thing and uh it gets the heart rate up and all of it, man, it's fucking awesome.
2: And also right it's knowing that uh for me at least personally, it's like knowing like that um there's other people out here who are doing this exact thing right now. Right. And I want to experience what they're experiencing, yeah. you know what I mean? I want to go through it um, and I don't want to uh, deviate from it or or change it too much because I want to have that same experience and, and be I, able to
0: talk to everybody exactly. About it. Yeah. And
2: I also want to uh, to have experience what they're going through and then also be able to bring my own um, sort of personal process to that, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, oh, you know, like I I went through the exact same workout that that guy went through, and I'll know. If it was beneficial for him, if I'm feeling, it, yeah, like if side, I'm struggling, text each it. other, right. and yeah, always
1: be like, dude, my quads are fucking,
2: sh-. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the two or twice, it ha- it happened for sure twice this week, right? With um, the fr- the first um, exercise, the first superset, the pairing of exercises of the leg extensions with the body weight lunges, yeah. for legs. I was a couple sets into that, mm-hmm. and a shot of text to you guys being like, man, it is a fucking yep. killer, yep. Like it all- I was
0: in the process of suffering dearly. Yeah, yeah. From exactly that when you said that All it
2: was was extensions with um, bodyweight lunges, l- left leg, right leg. And I think yeah. that, that uh, Dirt looked at it and said, Oh, this is no body big deal. Bodyweight lunges, and then I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yep." <laughs> and that's one of the things about the supersets about um, sort of like how the exercises are paired. Time under tension. Right. How the exercises are paired is a big part of it, right? Like um, doing on back day, doing the pullover into the pull-up. Right, oh. so you're getting this real stretch for your lats, and then you're going into the pull-up afterwards, right? Which is sort of you know a compound multi-joint, um, you know, body weight movement. Uh, but you're you're now taking that muscle that was just stretched in an extreme manner, and now you're right. pulling, you're stretching it at the bottom, and you're hanging, and then you're pulling up. Like sort of in an explosive manner, trying to contract your lats. It's like it just—it's—it's it's a different kind of feel. Mm-hmm. When yeah. we were doing, we did chest yesterday, right? On the program, on the road, we did not deviate, right? We did chest at uh, ABC Fitness in Albany, which oh, is incredible. One of the best
0: yeah. gyms we found during our travels. Absolutely, bar, one of the best Albany gyms in the northeast. Club. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: When I reached out to um, Brandon, who's uh, doing an incredible job. Orchestrating the New York, the first annual New York Fitness Expo. And I said to him, What's the best gym in the area? He's like, Oh man, I'm going to put you in touch with Matt at ABC Fitness. It's the best gym around. It's the best serious hardcore gym around.
1: That gym's no joke.
2: No joke. And you know, the other thing that we noticed, we thought to ourselves, Wow, like this is how you make the serious gym work in 2020. Right. Because you were talking about. Daycare,
1: check, powerlifting. Check. Segmented for different levels Check. and different
0: types of workouts. Cardio. Like Check. almost their own space entirely. Quiet yep. room. And you don't Check. feel like it's so commingled that it's like watering down one. Right, like right, right, of course. putting all like the hardcore dudes in with like the spin, like right having them also mixed together, like so many gyms do, it makes it kind of lame, right? And it makes for it, everyone, right?
2: Exactly. And you're, you're like sort of the thing, like I talk about how Planet Fitness sort of markets to mediocrity, yeah. Because what they're trying to say, they're basically saying, like, people who want to really try hard or who are really disciplined and committed, this isn't your gym, right? Mm-hmm. People who are more casual about fitness and about training and whatever, yeah, yeah. this isn't your gym, right? This is a gym for you if you're more casual, right? Well, the thing about ABC Fitness is that it's got people of varying degrees of dedication or discipline or, um, right. you know, just Focus, sort of development. Yeah, right. Whatever right. their skill exactly, is, it's right. in a exactly. different area. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it, it it allows people of every walk of life to be comfortable there. Um, and, like, if you're more serious and you really, like, you know, are sort of into the subculture and you are a meathead and you love yep. cool equipment and you train hard and heavy and whatever, they got everything for you. You know what right. they
0: The doing?
1: equipment is awesome. Yeah.
0: The, the the staff is awesome. Yeah. The amenities, like everything's awesome.
1: They're gonna add a dog a dog watch there, like a dog daycare thing too. It's, it's crazy. They're big yeah. dog people. Brilliant. Yeah. And for I know a lot of couples are like, oh, we got the dog, we can't do. This. You know, it's like, have like well, oh, it's and one less excuse. For and it's and it's you know. the
2: daycare thing too. And like we said, we've experienced this before. Like, um, there are instances where there are good gyms within like a a, a close distance of one another right Mm -hmm. and uh the instances where like one gym might have uh, a superior environment or better equipment but the other gym has daycare and just from a practical perspective what a difference that makes to people where it's like all right well you're in a situation where you're watching your kids and it's like are you uh going to be able to work out or not Yeah. And that daycare makes such a huge difference. And like that's another thing that ABC Fitness provides. Like it's, um, you know, as hardcore as any gym you're going to come across. And then at the same time, it's taking care of all these people and their needs. Right. And that's like ultimately right. That's what like a successful business is. Mm -hmm. It's addressing the needs of your consumer. Right. Yeah. And that's what that, that place does so well so well yeah, Matt, the, awesome Matt the owner time. and his mom yeah. his mom like they, they're they so hospitable we're there for the fitness expo they took care of us they opened the doors for us his mom made us a post-workout shake come on
1: yeah and her name's we're we'll calling her, we her mom
0: we're just calling her mom that's it man and we went there and crushed the program yep awesome equipment It's hit smash chest and that was feeling it on today man oh I am so, so fucking yep. sore today
2: like my chest is sore yep. to touch with just such fucking an awesome dips, feeling man
0: on like the shoulders everything well
2: man. and that's the other thing right like what we were trying to do is we're trying to stick to you know what the prescribed exercises are and the thing i put down for chest and now like if i'm honest right i was doing this m- as much as a challenge to myself and to 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 uh everybody in gco nation was to do that pre-exhaustion stuff for chest right yeah where like everybody wants to be at their strongest when they're benching yep. right that's just the nature of the beast right yep. But with these, it was like, all right, you're going to do flies heavy and hard. Then you're going to do cable crossovers heavy and hard. And then you're going to go to the bench, right? So by the time you get over the bench, you are kind of shot. Yeah. You are certainly not going to be as strong oh, as you ever fucking were. was, yeah. But the interesting thing is that I think it stimulates and recruits more muscle fibers because you're not at your strongest. Right. So in order to move that weight, you're kind of digging a little bit deeper. It's you know almost I mean? like the forced rep. Of course, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So I feel like that was a an incredibly uh, productive workout at an awesome gym. Yep. And like it really sort of underscored what the program's all about, right? We're on the fucking road, um, but we're not making any excuses. We're going through
1: the workout, we're following it to the letter and we're, we're just hammering shit. Hell yeah. Dude, we did lying leg curls with a dumbbell today in the fucking hotel gym.
2: In the hotel gym this morning we had no choice, right? We Our schedule was such that we had to be at the expo this morning and we knew because of the hours of the gym we weren't gonna be able to make it there. So we're like, all right, how are we gonna make this work? in the hotel gym. So we did, you know, dumbbell, uh, lying leg curls. I, you guys were doing stiff legs on sko the cables, the long bar that was on both dope. of the cables. That it was, was fucking, dope.
1: That was a great. Idea.
2: We were doing Dirt Malone. We were doing the calf raises yes. that we devised. Like, dude, that was like a, that was like something that I did in seventh grade when I didn't have weight equipment, but I wanted to do improve my vertical and my speed by working on my calves. Right. And Dirt Malone and I were training partners. And at one point we were training, uh, at a place at a facility that had no calf equipment, just steps. So at the end of our leg day, right, just steps. So at the end of our leg day, we th- we came up with this sort of superset where we would do, we um, would stand on the step with your left leg, <clears throat> hold a dumbbell in one hand, your do ten hand. reps. Yeah, in your left hand, dumbbell in your left hand. You stand on it. Your, your left foot was on a step, and you do ten calf raises. Switch okay. hands. On the other side, do ten calf raises. Drop the weight, do ten do fifteen calf raises, right, with yeah. just body weight. And you'd go to full extension, full contraction, and you'd be fucking, fucking shot.
3: Shame. And to
2: me, like that probably, that simple uh, sort of superset with the dumbbells, one leg at a time, and then both legs was from a calf development standpoint the most effective thing i ever did. Great pump. Yep, incredible pump. The stretch, the squeeze, the contraction, everything about it as effect and i listen i love like cool calf machines and all that stuff. Yeah. But that and like you know go trying to go heavy, you know do the whole stack blah blah blah. Man, that's the most fucking serious hardcore effective thing i
1: ever and did. And there's nothing better than going to a trade show with a pump. Oh, of course. There because you know. you'll be there the whole day just lagging and dragging if yep, you don't yep. got the pump. Oh, yeah, man. Get it's the like, fucking pump. You get the vice in your veins in the morning,
2: you know, you, do, you get a little cardio going, you get some, you move some fucking iron, get the blood flowing, and then it's like, you get there and you already feel like you accomplished something, you know. Yeah. You don't, like, even though we just did calves and hamstrings, I'm still like, man, who the fuck else in this building did hamstrings no, this man, morning? Plus, Nobody.
0: Like, you consider where we Nobody. were at, and it's like, a day where, like, for me, the body wanted to rest oh, and did sure. not let it yeah, and yeah. to keep it going. Of course. It's like uh, you get more out of the workout than, like, the workout on its own in a vacuum.
2: It builds, K, it builds character. It's a certain thing. Like, it tests your metal. It builds, uh, you know, the, the key word, right? See
0: the stuff. Like, so many of the things, like, hit the core yeah, yeah. and hit, like, the, you know, um, so many different muscles. Accessory muscles, Accessory yeah, yeah. muscles. Different days are hitting the same accessory muscle. There's a cumulative effect of that. Like, Very much so. And you're still using some of them today, and you're hitting them again. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know?
2: Of course. <clears throat> and, you know, like what the, the the, you know, organizing principle of the program 2020, our second program uh, is the, that word determination. Right. And it's yep. like, how determined are you going to be? Right. Like I always say destiny over time, destiny bends to the will of the determined man. Right. Ooh. So like you can, I feel like you can change yourself. You can change your fucking life. You can change your future uh, with enough determination. Right. And that's sort of like the the word that we've used to define the program sort of the word that we've used to define the brand but especially in this new year is determination and um like figuring out how to make your fucking training work on the program at the hotel gym when you're on the road for an expo that takes determination yeah there's
1: no excuse that's it can i just say one thing about the trade show today yes you can we put fucking rise iced tea on tap man Dude, there's not one person that yeah, doesn't like I it. I know. And people yeah. and we fucking we sold out of it by noon, it.
0: all the Rise Ice Tea we had. Yeah, all
1: the Rise iced Tea we had, we sold out we of. We bought a shit ton of it, and it's gone. Yeah. People were, Then
0: people were trying the Rise iced Tea and buying any other Rise that we had.
1: On the strength. On the strength. You know what it is, too? I build trust with the people because I'm like, I guarantee you that's the best tasting I you'll ever fucking had the Tea. People are like, go fuck you. They're, they're, yes. They get that look. They're
0: like... Yeah, full of shit. And then when pal. they
1: try it, they're yeah. like, "Oh my god!" Well, he's uh, not lying. And he's what lying. you also
2: find too is that people, a lot of people, really are not happy with like what their products taste no, like. No. Like they do Dude, not enjoy. They went enjoy around the whole expo yeah, too, yeah.
0: and they're like, "Man, the way it was set up it's like I think for some people, like we were the first booth, like first or second booth you saw, or like the, the last, last booth. Yeah, you yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like got to our, went around, did the whole loop, and yep. came to us last, and were like, "Oh, thank God."
2: Yeah, for I, sure.
0: everything else I tried here. I was gonna buy something.
2: Glad it not I didn't. taste good. No, the
0: that I tried here. No,
2: glad. and you know it's like and that's the other thing too. Like I, I convey to people too, it's like you know our goal, right, is to have to create like sort of the the most effective um, clean products we possibly can, right? But then at the same time, have them taste as such that you're actually going to look forward to using them. Right. Like that's the ideal scenario, right? Because I, I lived through the era where you know my dad used to say you'd eat the ass of a rhinoceros if you thought it'd get you big right (laughs) and what he meant by that was just like i didn't give a shit whatever i just throw whatever in my face if i thought it would help my goals right and you get in a certain mindset where you think like that right but i lived through the era where a lot of the shit didn't taste good at all and you choked it down just because you were determined right but now we live in an era where um both are possible but you have to hold yourself to a certain standard where it's like right. all right we're gonna make the best fucking formulas we possibly can even if it means not the best margins right we're gonna make the best products we possibly can and then at the same time we're gonna try to make them taste so good that people look forward to using them right. and like rise is a perfect example of Absolutely, that you know man. perfect example i feel like
1: back that. in the day there was only orange fruit punch vanilla and chocolate really, yeah pretty much
2: that's <laughs> pretty much true and they even those weren't all that great nobody had really perfected those But well, hey
1: we perfected you know yeah, lunch, yeah, yeah Killer
2: chocolate.
0: Got some for breakfast tomorrow. Yes,
2: absolutely. Start the day right. Absolutely. And I, I got to say about the New York Fitness Expo, um, Brandon, who runs it, is just doing an exceptional job. Yeah, for, first annual, like, we, we do a lot of these sort of shows and demos and events, and you never, uh, oftentimes you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah, you don't know whether it's going to be awesome or whether it's going to be, You might expect something to be great, and it sucks. Or you might expect it to be lame, and it's great. I can't remember what
0: I said on this version of the Squadcast. Yes, yes. Versus the now deleted into the annals of history. Yes,
2: deep in the annals.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Version 1.0 of the Squadcast. But uh, if you're in the Northeast next year, New York Fit Expo, get to it. It's already awesome. Yep. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be one of the biggest shows in the country Soon, yeah, because it's within you're almost like two and a half hours from New York City or in Albany. Yep, it's a straight shot, not a bad drive at all. Not a bad drive at all. And if you're gonna drive seven hours to the Arnold where you could be packed in, yep, like sardines, yep, versus here, it's cheaper, it's closer. Yep, you could go to both too, but like if you're in this culture, like. Yeah. It's a must, and man. you're
2: in mm-hmm. anywhere within driving distance. You're in Connecticut, New York, you know, yeah. New Jersey, Philly, anywhere within driving distance. To me, it's a no-brainer. And it, this this first year, you know, it's at Siena College. It's a, in next a, year, it's going nice to be a nice little venue. Place. You think it's probably yeah. going to be in a bigger place yeah. next yeah. year, and you got to imagine that they're going to build momentum off of the, this first oh, one because yeah. he just he did a really great shout job. out to Brandon in New York yeah, yeah. Fitness. We by killing. the way,
0: during like a blizzard, Yeah. probably not for them, but for a lot of people who. Considered coming, I bet it, yeah. was. And it was, and it was still, it still good. Still a good turnout. Yeah, we had a good day. We had so a very good day. Hope you guys had a good day mm. on day thirteen of the program. By the time you're hearing this, it's going to be week three.
1: Yep, and for, for us, this is towering. our second squad cast in a row. Even though the yes. one, one only I mean, look. Good.
0: Sometimes we just you know stack a super set. That's
2: it. The squad. super set squad cast. That was just a warm up <laughs> cast it, to right. prepare us for this cast. Um, I uh, a couple things. Uh, yeah, put Rhino on the spot with the top three tag teams of all time. Yeah, yeah,
0: go ahead. We left people with a cliffhanger, too.
2: The Outsiders,
0: okay, Heart yeah. Foundation, right, nice. and
2: the British Bulldogs. Those That's are, my, awesome. Those are my That's three. awesome. Those are my three. That's awesome. Those are my three. Let's
0: go nice. Those are three great ones. But
2: see, I there, but I say that with like a certain amount of arrogance and assuredness, knowing I'm
0: forgetting so awesome I, ones. I, well, this is like a trick one, but like, okay. uh, Where'd you rank, like, the four horsemen? Do they count as a... See, that's more like a squad. I know they like rotate. The NWO. Right. Yeah. Okay.
2: I think, because it's, you know...
0: Yeah, no, no, no absolutely. Harlem um,
2: Heat's a good one.
0: Harlem Heat's a good the, Star- the
2: Steiner brothers are a good one. Yeah. I like I
0: know I'm one. missing that's some a good, big... The
2: Steiner alignment. brothers would kick your fucking ass. Oh, yeah. like, they, Shout I, out I, to They Steiner. Just, yeah, they just really beat the fuck out of people. Shout out to all the Steiners. They just really beat the fuck out of people. Both uh, studs at University of Michigan, you know that? Wrestlers, huh? Both Steiners, yeah. Rick yeah,
0: they were Scott. like real, real wrestling. Yeah, they, like
2: they that wrestling. Look. Just might fuck you up.
0: Yeah, well, Scott <laughs> Steiner or the other Steiners to come out. With well, they the both to come out in With the, headgear, right? in yeah, the yeah, Wrestling yeah, yeah. like unitard before
2: before Big Papa Pump. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were the tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Hockey. Um,
1: people don't realize right, right now. Team. I'm watching Supercross. He's multitasking. Just He's enjoying entertainment. Watching Ricky Carmichael commentate about, you know, sport that I love dearly.
0: I can't think of like nineties WWF like early nineties beyond the ones that we've said. Yeah, yeah. But I know that I'm missing somebody.
2: Well, what's this uh well, Rhino pointed out the Rockers, which oh, is Janetti no, G- and Shawn Michaels? They That's, were a hugely
0: yeah, yeah. influential for sure. Even as a tag team. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, wasn't like Rick the Martell and Jimmy Snuka, what were their...
2: Yeah, I mean...
0: Or no, I'm sorry, Rick the Martell and Tino Santana were attacked. Yeah. Interesting. Not like the supermodels or right, something. Right, right, right. No, that's... No,
2: but that's... that's
0: yeah, they that's were a, good. Yeah. Um, sensational yeah, sh- like sensational share. Demolition I liked yeah, when of I was course. really young.
2: Was Demolition and the Road Warriors and
0: Legion Doom. LOD,
2: oh. are they all like knockoffs of each other? Who's the original?
0: I think Demolition was the original. Okay.
2: And then the Road Warriors were a knockoff of Demolition?
0: I don't know if they were all knockoffs. I feel like I feel like Demolition was like weird, like almost like a very like eighties <laughs> hairband look. Okay, I'm okay, like, like a, Kiss. Yeah, like they okay. had a little bit of that going where That's like possible. but then Legion of Doom was more like and evil football right 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 Oh, um, the,
2: mad Max, yeah, yeah they yeah, had a little yeah. more of that right right so
0: like Fair you know yeah, yeah yeah um that's a tough one yeah, who was yeah. the chicken or the egg yeah, i'm yeah, not
2: sure i'm sure there's there's historical fact to back it up i just don't know it's like who. the
0: natural disasters with like you know earthquake and typhoon <laughs> well
2: since you're listening to the Squadcast <laughs> on uh you're listening to the Squadcast, uh, potentially on uh, Apple Podcasts. Right. Right? Um, a, a podcast that I became incredibly fond of, it was uh, 83 Weeks, which is okay. uh, a, a Eric Bischoff's podcast. I got to, I got to de- listen to that. Details uh, the, basically the rise of the NWO and the 83 Weeks that WCW went from total obscurity and hemorrhaging money, right, for Ted Turner to uh, beating the WWF for 83 consecutive weeks in the ratings, right? Right. The development in the NWO and all that stuff, right? And something that's incredibly cool about um, that and about Bischoff's vision back then that you know, it's one of those things that when we were kids we didn't appreciate, Sco. Not right. putting words in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, but no, I think yeah. I didn't appreciate, right, was what they did for wrestlers who weren't weren't huge guys. Okay? Right. And the Jerichos and benois and Malenkos and um, Mysterios of the world, all right. those guys. Eddie Guerrero's, right? right? All those guys who were fucking stud legend guys, right? right? But they weren't like the A-listers, right? They put all those fucking guys on the map. And then the other thing they did is that they had like a, an eye for uh, the international stars. Right. And they started with the, all the luchadors, Right? All those Mexican that are fucking huge now. Like that is Shouts a huge Gabe thing. Cabrera. Right. The luchadors are a huge thing now in Mexican wrestling and all that culture, like now that like the internet's around you know, the internet is what it is and social media is what it is, like the luchadors and all that Mexican wrestling is like huge. And like all those fucking guys, like uh uh Shouts to Nacho Libre. Psychosis and right. all those fucking guys like right. that are like these international stars and Japanese wrestlers and all that stuff, like Bischoff put all that stuff on the map, and he made all that stuff, like, um, part of the buffet of wrestling that you got when you would watch WCW. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, so, like, it was, like, ultra-influential moving down the road. Um, So, yeah, so I just feel like that when we were in our, you know, late teens and early 20s when we were watching WCW and watching the NWO, the NWO, which still has such an impact on even – um, G code to this day, right? When we were ingesting all that, I don't know if we appreciated like those guys, mm-hmm. those young guys, and those international guys, and like how fucking cool they were. You know what right. I'm saying? No. Right. You don't realize. It. That. You look back and you're like, fuck, man, that's like so much talent. Like, imagine those guys. If you just could, like, right? Like, imagine those guys who were like B listers and guys you don't even necessarily like think of when you're going like watch the pay per view or watch Nitro, right? Imagine if you could just start a federation right now and you had like Jericho and Rey Mysterio and right. Benoit and all those guys. You know, Benoit is such a tragedy, but all you all those guys, like you have all those guys and you could just Eddie Guerrero, you could just oh, make hell, a yeah. federation with those guys and it'd be as good as anything. Yep. You know what I mean? It would be yeah. crazy. And to some kid that's their A list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think to people who really know wrestling, that's their A list. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And that's the program. <laughs> Let's go.
1: How do we go there? What time is it right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I'll
0: tell you what time it is. It's I mean, time it's... to wrap up this spontaneous roadcast just about Except for one thing. Eaten. What is the dirtiest thing you've eaten? Ooh, what we might have a three-way eaten. tie, wow. and it might have been in the last couple hours. <laughs>
2: eaten. Eaten.
0: Am I wrong? I could
1: tell you. It's- All right.
2: Well, I'll say this. We, we found ourselves at Target. Let me set the scene. Dirties, oh, yeah. Dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Drop goes. Now? The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. From dinner. Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the wow. table. Soul. Give it up for of cereal.
0: 115 a breakfast couple sandwiches. Couple sixers. Wow. A game like
2: eight donuts. Okay. Reese's pops are better than peanut butter. Captain Crunch.
0: They're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Kill
1: and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried tostos. It's man- a
2: pretty manly kind of fucking snack.
0: Philadelphia cheesesteak, egg roll. Eat this whole fucking tray.
1: The dirtiest thing you've eaten.
0: Food cast. Stack again.
1: The food cast.
2: All right, so we're back from what is the most beautiful intro to any segment in podcasting, created History. by Dermot Long. Eat that
0: whole fucking tree.
2: That's correct. Um, yeah, so we found ourselves at Target and we were looking at the ice cream delicacies. Yeah. And we each made a selection. Right. Which at this point we have all carved through. Yeah. There is just no. About there are no prisoners. Done. There are no prisoners whatsoever at this point. Is there uh, any ice cream remaining I think in the There's a for- bar left. Is there? Is guys guy got bar?
1: pints. I got fucking six Snickers. Are there any of those Snickers left? I feel left? like there's a Snickers. I don't think there's any left. left.
2: Empty.
0: One bar. Wow.
2: Bad Look service. at that. One bar. One <laughs> bar.
0: Carved through two pints and five bars. Yes. I
2: Never had, mind. It's
0: I gone. I just right we also it right now. Well, go ahead. No, I, I had a, yeah,
2: we'll just say that that is, because it's the certain the, the sort of synchronicity of us all eating rubbish at all the same time. All of us time.
0: eating brisket barbecue nachos. Yeah. Beautiful. It was good. It was, it was good. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: We, had fi- we had fish fry. For
1: we had walking Albany fish in fry. We had a blizzard. It, we Albany had, fish fry. We had uh, the fish fry was pretty uh, dirty. Pretty dirty. Yeah. yeah. Sco and Sco and I had the um, Homewood sweets, uh social, I that. social dinner. I mean, that <laughs> was
0: just spaghetti and meatballs. Now it wasn't. Dirt, it wasn't gourmet. Dirt Malone was
2: at the Albany Wine Mixer. You yeah, know,
0: right? Kelly's corner he
1: was there. There it was, was like a synchronized skating going. On synchronized here. skating. At the livey. The nationals are in town. Yeah. All the moms were here with their their little kids. That's right. All done we up. They were giving
0: out. They were like, like pageant, my, pageant Like What can we use our eyes for? I'm like, I don't know.
1: Dermalon was yeah. sipping Chardonnay. Yep. Pinky right. up. You know, Sco and I didn't do a power hour. We never. That never happened. Uh, Definitely I, didn't. I don't. I'm sure. Of course, it didn't. Not us. So I feel more comfortable now about uh, Kratom. With so the, you're just going to be hammering Kratom you into your face now? You feel more comfortable now because please. of Kratom. No, but <laughs> what, what Rhino said kind of put me at ease. I'll be honest.
2: Doctor, Dr. Rhino? Dr.
1: I'll be <laughs> honest.
0: Maybe it's placebo, but I think I'm feeling it. Dun, 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 also, dun, dun, dun. I woke up at 2 a.m. this morning, and I just might be on the brink of sheer exhaustion.
2: <laughs> <soft>. Hiawaska. <Ayahuasca. laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's going easy with a little ayahuasca. That's it. He's going to stack his ayahuasca and Kratom with some vice. Pre-workout,
1: the, the, you're hitting the cryo tomorrow. He's gonna the see, oh yeah, the he's gonna boot.
2: see the great spirit. So dirtiest thing we've eaten, is we were at Tarjay and we each selected ice cream delicacies. I will tell you what I chose. I chose a, a specific. I, I gotta see exactly what it's called. It's like something related to. It's got pretzels in it. It sucks. It's something related to. Uh, I fucking hate pretzels. Like a campfire. It's called the Glampfire Fire Trail Mix glamp ben and jerry's benny the butcher and jerry ryan glamp fire uh glamp fire trail mix right gotta love ben and jerry be ben and jerry's like they keep it fucking that real. doesn't they sound did.
1: like ice cream though
2: here's what it's in it chocolate ice cream Ooh. it's a an exclusive flavor by the way i don't fuck right. around just high society top shelf yeah. shit right ben and jerry flew it in straight to albany from vermont for me
0: mm-hmm.
2: chocolate ice cream with crunchy pretzel swirls marshmallow swirls and fudge covered almonds So anyway, I was sitting here and I, you know, just having a conversation with my bros, right? Mm -hmm. Just chilling, right? Just, you know, sort of casually just sort of, you know, spooning a a, a little bit here and a little bit there. And all of a sudden, I'm just scraping the bottom of the thing last night. And it just goes to the fucking, it's gone. It just went to the fucking, uh, the trash dump of history. 1,180 calories (laughs) in what seemed like, you know. 10 spoonfuls, 10 tiny spoonfuls, gone. Phelps Jr., gone. <laughs> 1180, gone. Glampfire Trail Mix shouts to Ben and Jerry. Cream flies when you have them fun. Now, Skoneezy, what was your selection from Tarjay?
0: I got a little. So I was on the I feel like I've done ice cream with fixings to death. I feel ah, interesting, like I'm like so like now I, you're now you're now you're like gonna go minimalism. I feel like I crossed a threshold wow. where it's like I couldn't like every ice cream I was having was like
2: laden so with fixins,
0: so laden with fixins <laughs> that I was almost <laughs> fixin centric, right, right, and missing the actual ice cream, point, right, right, right. So every once in a while, what I've been doing is just getting like I was torn between this uh, like talenti pistachio okay right like it's got nuts there yeah, yeah, but sure. like hmm. you know like that's the thing like you don't add much to like you just get right. the but i ended up getting this bourbon vanilla John
2: there's uh, sort... i got to say and just, that
0: just like savoring the taste of it it's appreciate. a bit it's
2: a bit effete yeah it's a bit mature sort of a gourmand move uh, i want to say that I it's like i think it's just a phase it's pure you know? it's purest like, There's I've a never, certain, certain minimalism. I
0: probably like ne- like other than like maybe a kid and someone hands it to you or whatever. Right. I couldn't remember the last time I got like a, plain ice a vanilla ice cream or anything sure, like sure. that. But in like the last couple months, like yeah, yeah, yeah. two or three times, I've been like, you know what, dude? I'm just gonna get like a flavor that's not defined by. The fixins. The fixins.
2: He's letting ice. Here's a fucking. Here's a fucking lesson for you, there, Malone. You ready? Mm-hmm. Life lessons from the Squadcast. He's letting the ice cream be ice cream.
0: That's right. Well, you know what it's like. It's like I like Tabasco and I like steak sauce. So I like condiments. Sure. But sometimes you sure. gotta get like you get a cut of meat and you're like, I don't want to put anything on this. Yeah. Or like a great burger, and you don't want to put like all kinds of shit on it because it's just a good fucking certain sometimes one you have
1: too many fixins in your blizzard, yeah, and then so it I'm happened like, I lived it
0: right yes, yeah, <laughs> and so I've kind of it's like a thing that I do sometimes now every once in so... a
2: while it goes kind of back to my Scran pizza argument, right when the pizza's good enough, it needs no toppings there you go, you know uh, you can't say that a pizza is great unless you can eat it sans toppings, and it'd be right. incredible right dirt malone what was it that you purchased that tarjay what ice cream delicacy so, did you eat in i that? was
1: looking around and i was gonna get the knockoff pantry market ice cream because you said it was a dollar 79 the right price point yeah they frugal had, they had you were being tracks. you were being frugal it was moose tracks but i was like let me let me try this out and then i went across the double doors where i guess they would bring in the uh you know the employees would bring in their inventory whatever it is yeah whole nother section wow Ice cream not, not entirely no. uh in unison but partitioned off. So I decided to go for the Snickers ice cream bars six pack. Wow. So I ate two last night. Had one, I think today. You had one. I had one. I think you had one that yeah, you used as a spoon. I well
0: I went and added <laughs> yes. a Snickers bar. That was the second round. That after was after second you round. enjoyed yeah, yeah, the early you No, know, I, I split its pure it form. in two nights. Yes. I had half a pint and half a pint just uh,
2: just a, a sort of moderate and temperate and in a way that I, I truly got, you know, respect I
0: got two different experiences You did, out of you, did you, you did
2: You did You did I got it. I got to say you know my go to would have been some sort of chocolate chip ice cream sandwich a chipwich or one yeah, of they its didn't have cousins, cousins they had none of that yeah, yeah, had none of that that's my go to come on tarjay
0: We once recently we went and got um was it milkshakes or ice cream Milkshakes Milkshake like like diesel milk where, where was that? Finished it. Where and got we? ice cream sandwiches for like the walk to the car. Where the
2: fuck was that? <laughs> where Rochester. was it? In Rochester. Yeah, yeah. that was me and Sco Nice. Yes. And they were good. They were good.
0: All right. That is Something a power casting. For, like for all you eaters. They were all over the place. Shout out to shirts. all the G Code eateners out there.
2: Yes, keep it eaten. And listen, <laughs> the, the, the more. The more and more you are expending your life force in the pursuit of your best self on the program, right. the more and more you can justify a little ice cream in your life. No yeah. You're not competing. Let's, let's be honest. You're competing, competing against fun. yourself. You have fun. You're competing against you're competing
0: yourself. About your, you're competing with your starving self that That's wants correct. you to eat.
2: That's it. Eat. You're training hard to earn these eatins.
0: That's right. Shouts to our boy Unbroken Rhino. Yes. Shouts to Kratom. He just texted me. And shouts to uh, Albany, New York.
2: Albany, New York, ABC Fitness, oh, Homeboy Suites, the New York uh, Fitness Expo. Shouts to the Homewood Suites, uh, their gym, and the Continental Breakfast.
0: That's right. We're going we're counting on Flexing you. Flexing on them. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we'll see you guys soon. We'll be in LA this week.
2: Yes, LA Fit Expo. Booth
0: number 912-ish.
2: I believe that is correct. Yeah.
0: yeah around that area. We're
2: gonna be holding it down. Put it
0: this way. Get to booth nine one two.
2: I believe we will be
0: able to find us.
2: Opposite the title sponsor, Rain. We're opposite the rain booth, and we're gonna be holding it down. We're gonna be reigning supreme in LA, and there will be a garment. Ooh. Oh, will there ever? Ooh. Wow. It's showtime.
1: You're gonna like sure the way you look.
2: Is. I guarantee it. Well. And on that note,
0: peace.
1: Peace. you Joe. Peace.